Everyone, it's Papa's Basement. I have two very special guests for you today. Uh, Michael Johnson, who's been off for a couple months now, but he's he's back. Hi, Michael Johnson. Uh, hello, Mr. Papa Giorgio. It's great to be here. All I'm right, shut the fuck up. Levels. You're not the real special guest here. Okay. The real news. <laughs> Everyone back on the East Coast for a limited time engagement uh-huh. is my, my improv sensei, the, the guy who got me to stay with this for... I don't know why I'm thanking you. Yeah, I don't know why exactly. Either. Yeah, he actually owes you money now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this is like you and McGregor thanking the guy who got him into heroin and train spotting. <laughs> like right. it's been a something I've stuck with a long and, time. And, and you know, here's the, the physiological and psychological effects are practically the same. Yeah. So I, so I'm very glad to have been. Yeah, when you stopped doing improv, you yeah. started seeing babies crawling in the side. Yeah, <laughs> you actually like you you inge- you a toilet swallowed yeah. you. That's what happened. And we lost David Richmond to that dirty litter box that right. wasn't changed. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, we got Sean Westfall. <laughs> Everyone, Sean. Hi, it's me, Sean Westfall. I'm very glad to be once again uh, uh, mm. in the presence of genius. And by genius, I mean John Papa Giorgio mm. and uh, my good friend Michael Johnson. Mm. Very glad to be here. That's I'm, I'm just so happy to see you, man. It's been since when are we talking? Well, COVID, right? We've been hanging out here for two hours waiting for me. It's not that's like, true. That's true. Well, okay, yes. I didn't <laughs> walk into Sean's abode and unfurl like, a drug rug that right. contained podcasting equipment. Just said, "Let's get to <laughs> roll out the hardware. Let's do it right." Says Steely Dan. Yeah, that's like, right. You know, like any gun sale scene in any movie you right. see it with. <laughs> that's the forty-four. That'll. <laughs> it's got knockdown power, yeah. but you'll you'll need a throwdown piece. <laughs> That's why I recommend this telefucking U forty seven microphone. Can, can we actually at some point just do uh, favorite favorite gun sale scenes and yeah. movies? Sure, at right. some point. we don't have to do All it right. now. Right. Okay, okay, cool. cool. Uh, yeah, so Sean is back, and we are in this amazing abode that you're you're staying in for the month, which yes. like uh, Michael is bringing up the decor mm. and. If you want to know my level of class, I just walked in and was like, it's decorated. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you, you're parsing it out. I'm like, there's guitars on the walls. That's right. When you, when you told me the guy was in his late 30s, I was just kind of like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same as you. Like, like, I'm like thinking of like, it'll take me another 30 years, maybe a lifetime to just get a feel for decorating like this. Yeah. I I want to hear like there was like a, there's an old girlfriend or maybe the current girlfriend just came in and just now that, so, well uh, he shares the space with and I'm not sure Shane an I, Shane I apologize decorator. right right an interior decorator <laughs> he he shares the space with I'm not sure if, if it's his uh, uh, girlfriend or a concubine or, or sp- <laughs> he might hear this <laughs> uh, uh, his his girlfriend or his wife I'm not really sure. Uh, but they do travel a lot. That Wait, much which I d- one? The girlfriend or the wife? No, this <laughs> both. He's okay. a very lucky young man. Uh, <laughs> God, uh, this guy has everything. Yeah. Uh, met him at Burning Man, so you do the... Uh, right. No, uh, uh, but, but they travel a lot, and you could tell by the decor that it's obviously well-outfitted from their travels as well. Mm. A, yeah, there yeah. are literal animal pelts just stacked on top of each that's, other. That's right, that's right. Like, it's, yeah. it's not just one. And... and <laughs> And and there are there are, there's a, it's it's a, has a mid century modern feel which I'm kind mm-hmm. of a I'm kind of attracted to um, books on like uh, uh, Charles and Ray Eames 
and I'll spell that E A M E S, who are like designed the Eames chair. If you Google the Eames chair, uh, you'll oh. see some. But uh, uh, so they have a, they have a they have a modicum of taste. Uh, wow! Yeah. In fact, in fact, better taste than I possess, and I'm yeah. and it, which is you know I mean that's not the bar's low, but still. Uh, it's pretty pretty damn impressive. Is the Eames chair the technical term for the one with the bottom cut out where no, you beat your balls? Not, like you're, that's a, that's a different kind of okay. chair. Yeah, okay. but, it's, it's, but something like that. <laughs> no less memorable. <laughs> no, but it's very well outfitted. We're very lucky to, be, to have this opportunity. Yeah, yeah I, I had the same reaction as Michael for different reasons. You were impressed by the decor. For me, it's just the location. You walk out uh, on yeah. the, the balcony and you see like the entirety of... Of the well, DC it, metro it's, area, it's, yeah, much. The, the entire skyline is at your purview. You can you can uh, pan left and or pan right, and you get the entire mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So I guess that's a uh, it's great if say there's an impending nuclear war, mm-hmm. you can walk out and say, "Oh, look, the yeah. missiles are falling." Yeah, you, yeah so you, 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 you have a nice view of the mushroom. Cloud. Exactly. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> 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 probably be on top of it. That's, right. That's right. Yeah, you would literally see them just come at you yeah. one after the other. Yeah. And you're like, I'm next. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> but it's nice to know, you know? I mean, wouldn't, mm-hmm. like, I always want to live in a place that would be really high on some sort of nuclear holocaust. That way, We're yeah. Gonna blow it's, it up it's over. It's, it's done. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I just, I want to feel self-important. <laughs> like, I don't want to be, like, left out, you know? <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like growing up in, like, say, like Tulsa. It's like, yeah. Oh, what? You know, We're low on the list. This is bullshit. Uh, what I've been doing with my non-holiday, as far as like having nothing to do. Last night I watched conspiracies on Netflix. Have okay. You seen this? Uh huh. And uh, went over how close we were to possibly the. Uh, the Russians nuking us in '67. It's uh, worth checking out. But was was that during the Nixon? No, that wasn't Nixon. Administration. That was, uh, uh, I the, guess, LBJ. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they had a sub 400 miles off the coast of Hawaii, mm-hmm. and the the conspiracy. <laughs> Sorry, is, I'm now just picturing the gimp on an island. Here's our <laughs> sub. Right. Yeah, they had a uh, yeah, they, it was a guy a, in a leather mask. Yeah, it was a small uh, crack dom squad <laughs> <laughs> that gave him the what have you. But uh, yeah, this uh, the sub went down, and the uh, the conspiracy theory is that a uh, rogue uh, set of KGB guys uh, got onto the sub and were going to launch a nuclear attack that was they were going to frame China for. Wow. And then we would uh, have... Uh, How are they going to do that? Like sprinkle well, the, rice on the missile? Like, well, the, the, <laughs> by launching it from his... By, Jesus. She <laughs> wasn't rice. racist. By Chinese food. God, God get out of We're already back. there. But uh, no, where they were located, uh, only uh, really the Chinese, with the reaction time that it would have taken for us to realize what was happening, we would mm-hmm. have just assumed it was China. I didn't even know so they were a nuclear have, power uh, at that point. Oh, oh yeah. And so uh. we would have nuked China, and then, uh, as they, they the conspiracy theory puts it, then uh, Russia would have come in and just kind of cleaned up the scraps and, you know. So much to clean up. I yeah. Mean, you know, I mean, so. Yeah. But what, what the theory goes is that the sub, the two of the missiles ended up detonating and just sinking the sub anyway. And what they what they figure is that uh, the captain of the sub knew that this was not a plan from the, 
you know the higher ups, the, higher, the the prime minister, and purposely scuttled the ship and, and, and scuttled him, the gave mission. Him the la- or the wrong launch. Code wow, and we all owe him a, a debt of gratitude. That's amazing. You don't even remember his name. So, uh, no, <laughs> Constantine <laughs> Stenis Vlad- Vladimir. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Vladimir vodka. So, so apparently during the Nixon administration, during the Yom Kippur War. Mm-hmm. We were like this. Cl- I'll hold my tongue. No, Sean. We don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Right. seriously. As we were being launched, they were tossing matzo balls. Yeah, exactly. Are we done now? Yeah, Are right. we done? I okay. was just, I was just playing the game <laughs> all right, all right. that he had established. Uh, <laughs> um, but apparently, like Nixon was poised to launch because Russians, the the Rus- uh, USSR, they weren't the Russians back then. The USSR was supporting. I don't know who they were supporting in the Yom Kippur War, but it was, it was some Not some Middle Eastern country. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. No. But but apparently Nixon was poised no, to defend Israel, and like th- we came very close during that period. Of course, then there's the the other incident is the war, National of the Missiles of October, when John Kennedy right. uh, uh, countermanded the that took Cuban. some steel balls. He, there's a there, there, I saw a made for TV movie in which they had some actor. When he was prepping, was, they had some actor playing was, Kennedy. It was right? Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Who else? I mean, right. I mean, you think handsome <laughs> Irish guy, and you go Marty. Ernie Borgnine. But but like they, they, it was a made for TV movie, but they had some actor playing Kennedy, and they were doing this. This the, the, Kennedy was prepping the speech. The, the actor, the character of Kennedy was prepping the speech that he would eventually give that evening, saying the missiles, you know, the ships have been recalled. But he's, but the line was, and I remember this distinctly, was uh, we, have, we have avoided nuclear war because of your president's large Irish balls. And, that's, <laughs> and I'm not making that up. That was in the movie, in the made-for-TV movie. So do you think they took that from some... I, I, I mean, it's a, it's, that was a heavily documented... Historically documented incident, right? And so I'm certain <laughs> right. that like either Dean Acheson or Kenny O'Donnell or some of those guys who are close to Kennedy probably said, "Yeah, that's something that's that he's probably told a historian or told a screenwriter that's something that that that, that President Kennedy said." My large Irish yeah, balls. I think this should be the title of the, of large the podcast. Large Irish balls. My large Irish balls. Okay. Do not. <laughs> let I'm sorry. That... No, your president's large mm-hmm. Irish balls. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Give me a second. You, you have to write that down. You can't memorize. That's not a memorable it's phrase. At the start of the it's episode. Not that memorable. <laughs> no, I I just I have zero retention. Okay. There's literally something like a lantern outside the window yeah, and the light is that. hitting it just so. Right. And I am a, a kitten at heart. So <laughs> if I don't write this down, all right, all right. The, it's going to be called Flashy Lantern. Okay, got it. Your episode. Your president's <laughs> large God. Irish balls. All right. Air, uh, air, uh. I did, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to get a sidetrack, though, but, <laughs> but uh, also just, I don't know what we were even talking about, but uh, that was also that that show that I I kind of just been blowing through it the last couple of days. Uh, it also has uh, Nixon on tape, right? Because all the episodes of the conspiracy, conspiracy. I think that's what, yeah. <laughs> well, he, well, Michael, you can hear him uh, talk to. Well, he taped everything. Of course he did, because yeah, because he's an idiot. Well, well yeah. no, but he's a paranoid idiot. Yeah. That's why he taped everything. But uh, apparently, they were gonna do a deal where. They were going to get four hundred thousand dollars for the early release of uh, from the mafia for Jimmy Hoffa's early release, uh-huh. and he's on he's on tape going, uh, 
Uh, can you get back to, uh, well, we have that Hoffa situation. Right, right, right. And it's basically him kind of like, uh, you know, uh, bouncing the idea around off with whoever he's talking to about like. Either Haldeman, Ehrlichman, Mitchell, yeah. Dean. Well, yeah. not Dean, probably not Dean, but. Might have been yeah. Mitchell. I can't yeah. remember, but he's on tape, you know, basically. Talking about making a deal with the mafia. I mean, but, it's on. T- it's but, his own tape. To, but, to take but, out Hoffa or to no to to release to, him early. I think it was, and that the, in exchange, the mob, the mob would give the United States government four hundred thousand dollars, which even in the mid seventies, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's, not, yeah, it's not. It's right. like right, right, right. <laughs> for the government. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah we, we we print the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but like, like he was he was ready to. Even at the height of Watergate, and this is this made the tra- this made the transcripts, and it also made the testimony that even at the height of Watergate, when when uh, Liddy and uh, what's his name, the other CIA guy, um, uh, were caught, and and uh, uh, probably probably Ehrlichman or Haldeman were saying, well, you know, we might need to you know to pay these guys off to keep them silent, either to throw some money at them so that they. You know, keep silent in jail, or throw some money at them. So if they go to jail, their families are taken care of. And 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 Nixon said, "Well, well, well, how much?" And you know, Holliman like threw a number. Well, maybe a million dollars. He said, "Well, I know where we can get a million dollars." You're <laughs> the fucking president. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, this and this is but this is the thing. Like, and this is what people keep insisting on. Like, Watergate was like one of many. Right. And you know, in, and this is why the the comparisons to Trump are analogous and aptly made is that Watergate was just one of many right. ways in which Nixon <laughs> was fucking corrupt as right. shit. Just corrupt right. as hell, right? So I love that. I love that subtle, I know where we can get some. I, I know where we can get some. Yeah, under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I've buried it on a beach in San Clemente. I, I would have no problem having his presidency like erased like they did uh, Southern Methodist University football. I was going to, yeah. <laughs> like in the mid-80s. Like, certain like college program didn't, didn't, exist, have, didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like Reggie Bush's Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, who was president during that? Nobody. Nobody. We had no. Yeah. no Do you take them all backwards then? <laughs> <laughs> or is it just like question mark? Yeah. I mean. The speaking of conspiracies, and I don't know why we're talking about this. Because right, I brought us up because I was like, oh, what was I watching <laughs> but, last night? But apparently there's there's also the belief that, that um, Nixon was in, in Kissinger, who's a fucking you – know, who belongs in the fucking Hague, right? Uh, uh, um, K- Kissinger was in secret talks with with uh, the North Vietnamese government to extend the war so that Nixon could get credit for ending the war, right. meaning that the war could have ended earlier under LBJ. It's like the Iranian yeah. hostages. Precisely, right, right, right. come right. back earlier. Yeah, Car- Carter does all the fucking work, and, and Reagan gets all the credit. Right? And I want to say that, uh, was it, is there a dispute now over like when the vaccine could have come out versus when it couldn't have, or <laughs> it did, or... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're only talking conspiracies from 1972 <laughs> right. and before. Well, I mean, Bookshelf this, all right? I, yeah. mean, I think it's like standard policy. Right. <laughs> like, you know, as far as any change of power. What would they do that with, like, um, 
you know, uh, it's like stalling on Supreme Court. Nominees. Well, it's like yeah, kissing yeah, exactly. the ass of your boss who's leaving next week. Right. You're like, I'm going to save this shiny <laughs> apple for the new guy. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's some shit right there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, just uh, throw a couple more, you yeah. know, air raids at us. Right. <laughs> it's it's only young right. American boys dying right, on the exactly. front lines of Vietnam. We can. We can keep that going. <laughs> I know we can get a few more bodies <laughs> for the Vietnam War. I know. Shit. I I have not been watching anything that meaningful in my own return to my... Oh, I mean, I've seen this out on Netflix for a while, and I, I guess, you know, you're holed up, you know, all things COVID for long enough. It's like, all right, I'm going to just let this play while I put together my... New kitchen island table <laughs> and uh, fold laundry and you know there was uh, there's aliens uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the Vatican which right. is really interesting uh, assassinations I mean uh, what else have I watched yeah, apparently three popes yeah have been do I have that number right maybe you've, have you seen the episode uh, at least at least three that we know of have been outright assassinated yeah. really yeah. Well, yeah. the uh, one in the mid-70s that was Pope for like four minutes. J- John Paul I. The smiling Pope? Yeah, John Paul I, yeah. Is that the yeah. Godfather Three Pope? He, yeah, he, he was, he was uh, like 35 days or something like that. And then he, John, was, uh, and gonna, he was all about birth control. Yeah, and then, and then John Paul II, mm-hmm. uh, who was and they were like, Pope. we can't have this. Right. Wow. Right. We, we need babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, so, I know. I... I I want to check that out now. I've, yeah. I've just been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers. There's which is, a, a lot of Bob, There's another great one. Uh, it's not the conspiracy one, but it, it like the Italians who just seem are to, they a conspiracy? <laughs> they the just seem to like always be involved in something. But uh, I can't remember the name of it. But it's about the uh, the one soccer league over there and uh, La Liga. Well, the bribing officials. That, but that was that was like recent, wasn't? Didn't that like, was like the did, past fifteen? Yeah, didn't a years? U.S. Olympic committee, or no, not U.S. Olympic committee, but U.S. FIFA FIFA guy actually get indicted and or go to prison? Uh, they made him the pope and then they killed you him. Know what? <laughs> well, thank, thank. Well, of course he did. They, they they end up interviewing the like guy that spent that was indicted the most, and he ended up kind of getting through it. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, never. He never. Uh, I can't remember if he was an owner. Sounds like a real general. Rocky story. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might have been the general manager. But basically, um, the you know the highest professional level of soccer in Italy mm-hmm. for a long time was. Can't remember. Uh, maybe it was Milan. I can't remember. Uh, their general manager basically was uh, had the had the refs in his back pocket Mm -hmm. and if uh if he wanted a ref out or if a ref made a bad call you know uh they made their life a living hell (laughs) they got demoted to like you know lesser games and but when the the story finally broke uh yeah i mean it was uh it's italian soccer it it was uh it's a really interesting story but i can't remember i mean for me I'm sorry, but if anyone who's been paying attention to this NFL season, like it's the first one where the NFL kind of has sanctioned gambling, right? Like there's oh, yeah. official yeah. league partners and stuff, and there has been some crooked shit. Go, like, you mean the upsets? 
Yeah, just and like non calls versus calls. Like they're they're starting to get into NBA ref level. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that wasn't PI kind of stuff. And I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. The NFL always has shitty calls. Like, I just feel like it's always been suspect. I've heard some of that talk. I I would not be shocked if in fifteen twenty years we are watching some Netflix thing on this. About uh, about somebody the, you know pulling the strings. Yes, possibly. I don't know. I have not. I I just I I think there are too many moving parts. It's it's like uh, the other conspiracy episode that I watched was the moon landing, <laughs> and the guy, the guy that's convinced that the uh, that the moon landing was fake. Right, and and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Right, right, right. And who then uh, made The Shining and put in a bunch of subtle hints of like, right, right, right. I know something. Right, um, but. Is that his voice? <laughs> yeah. Is that your Cooper? <laughs> yeah. I know so. Do it again. <laughs> um, but th- no, the uh, the amount of secrets right. and the amount of people involved. Right. Like, the amount of people that I think they said that worked in NASA was <laughs> like four million people. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, like, well, I mean, like, and the people who believe that the conspiracy behind the Kennedy assassination. like, Right. I mean, entire levels of government had to have been involved, and that's really tough to believe. When you know the, the 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 example I always go back to is like when Paris Hilton's sex tape leaked. Right, <laughs> there were two people. Everyone always goes back to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when but there were two people and Kennedy. a camera, and yet somehow that could not remain as. I was, I was right. just going to say, like, right, right, right. how well have you ever kept a secret where you sleep with a woman and she's like, "Just shut the fuck okay. up, don't right. tell anyone," <laughs> nope. and it'll keep. <laughs> and like, yeah, three seconds later, I'm texting Johnson. Right. Who I fuck. <laughs> you know, like you can't help it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it takes. Yeah, it's yeah, Occam's razor. The, yeah. s- the simplest answer is usually. Well, do you do you don't, do you believe that there was any? Do you believe that Oswald was acting alone? I, I, I vehemently believe that. Do you really? Absolutely. So what do you? What and do you we'll think go to my Jack, grave. Jack Ruby's that. whole deal was. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, look when you when you when you kill a president, when someone kills a president, and sends the country into the chaos that that act sent it into listen to us expounding like we're yeah. fucking sophisticated right um but but i mean well shit you know, so like you pretty much got 72 hours of the purge right like, precisely right. right and that's a good that's a great way of thinking of it like it just like 9 11 right and i'm right. not trying to jump around here but 9 11 this country went nuts oh, yeah. for 72 didn't straight. shoot someone uh, after 9 11 right. <laughs> but i mean my point is like like, like CNN was like going, and uh, former President Ronald Reagan is hovering over the National Mall in a jetpack. That's all we know right oh, now. Oh, it was the it, it was insane. It was insane. Right. The, right? the people that weren't like old enough to remember that it was so, so great was for like forty eight hours. Yeah, it was like right. not only the Twin Towers, well, they're attacking the Capitol, right, right, the Mall of America. Right. We there are there are nuns giving birth to pigeons at St. Matthew's Cathedral. That's what that's what we're hearing, right? That's the level of reporting that was happening at a time in which it was supposed to be sophisticated, right? Our, our news channels and news media was supposed to be a bit more sophisticated and had learned their lessons from incidents like. You know uh, 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 um, uh, the Kennedy assassination. The, the Dallas police. You have a, no. I mean, not since who was the last president? What McKinley or Garfield has any metropolitan 
police department had to deal with a presidential assassination. Ooh. So the Dallas, there's no, pre, there's no, hey, hey, Dave, break out the, uh, someone just shot a president yeah. protocol book. There's no fucking protocol. There's get, no press. Get the fancy chalk for the body outline. <laughs> That's yeah. right, right. Because they have no idea what they're doing. So yeah. they're going, yeah, yeah, we're going to transport this boy from the jail to the courthouse. It's going to happen at 1220. Now, don't gather around, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't know protocol and didn't know what they were doing, and that's, I think that's why it happened. And some lunatic decided to fucking take, take Oswald out. So, hmm. It was a drinking bet. Okay. <laughs> he, and, he and a friend. <laughs> he bet a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I can kill Lee Harvey Oswald. And be back here <laughs> by the time you're on stage. And again. dropping fives <laughs> into your G string. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where we can get some fives. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here, Richard. <laughs> Yeah, so Irish Bull. So improv comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Where's it going? (laughs) Well, I got a secret. (laughs) It's uh, Moonland. It's Stanley Kubrick, actually. You know what? The entire improv comedy movement of the last 30 years was faked. Did you know that? Really? Completely faked. Well, you know, I was talking with somebody uh, over text uh, when our shows were being canceled this past Uh couple weeks ago. that the model, as far as like, and I think we've talked about this, but like the way that we remember comedy, like getting into it, like mm-hmm. um, that's gone. Oh like, yeah, like totally. And I okay, think it's like bound like, upon that. Get well, it. like COVID totally erased it. So the uh, the idea of, and I and actually another <laughs> documentary I just watched uh, yesterday. <laughs> Uh, was uh, A and E's uh, Chris Farley documentary? Yeah, okay. uh, with his his three brothers. Three brothers. I, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're sitting in a bar, right? They're talking well, in about a restaurant, him. and they, yeah, like yeah. as they go through the courses, they go through the right, right, right. Uh, Farley's life, right? But <coughs> you know, before you had like growing up, like you know, I, I think all of us like you watched the Tonight Show, Saturday Night Live, and then. Somewhere along the line, Comedy Central got right. into the game. Right. And that in movies was like, if you were like, I want to be a comedian, mm-hmm. you know, you would either A, and this is what I did, I thought it was through stand-up. Right. And Everyone, I, yeah, yeah. And I really only had kind of a notion of what Second City was and like... I knew that uh, the original SNLers were like a part of like kind of like a theater company, mm-hmm. but I had no idea about Second City. I had no idea what the Groundlings were. I had no idea what Improv Olympic was. Right. I had no idea that Same. Chicago was Same. like the was the mecca. Right. Until I got until I tried stand up for the first time, first time in Baltimore off of Water Street. But then my my real kind of taste of it was Wiseacres and that Tyson's. Was, that was oh, yeah. my first place. In Tyson's oh, yeah. Corner. 26th birthday. Mike Diesel. <laughs> right. But yeah. like the Godfather. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was, oh, you know, you start to meet people and you're like, oh, improv, what's that? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, there's comedy sports, which I associated to. I watched Whose Line Is It Anyway mm-hmm. on TV. Right. I'm doing those classes. I hear of Washington Improv Theater. I'm like, what's that? What's and they're that? like, you should read Truth and Comedy. I read Truth and Comedy. I'm like, oh, that's what all these people on Saturday Night Live started doing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, what is this? Oh, it's called long form improvisation, that, which leads into sketch comedy. And then you're like, oh, I was watching uh, Kids in the Hall this whole time. And that's, you know, a lot of their background or, right. you know, and it all started to kind of come together. And you're like, OK, Chicago's where you go to do improv. Mm-hmm. You can do it in New York. You can do it in L.A. But like Chicago's like what you would say, like it's the purest Right. Uh, like track. Right. You know, and that you, you're going you're going to Chicago, you're going to do improv. And then the hope is you get uh, in Second City or Improv Olympic. Right. Maybe you get discovered there. Lord if, Michaels. Yeah. Comes into yeah. town, picks you, picks you out of the lineup and says, come to New York. You're gonna right. Work. right. Yeah. And, and then, some, you you do your best to be the, the cutest puppy in the bin. Right. And hope that. Yeah. Right. Papa Lauren. Takes Lauren. You Picks you, Michael. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, right. And then along that, you either go from Chicago to New York or Chicago to L.A., all of which is playing, like, the same game of, like, getting discovered somehow. Right. And I think early 2000s with New York, he started to have, like, The Daily Show. You had mm-hmm. The State. Right. They were doing sketch comedy. Right. But ultimately, it seemed like it was like you got to go to L.A. at some point. Right. That's where the industry is. Right. Right. And then it's like, oh, and during that time, you're like, well, maybe I should give stand-up a try. And then there's, what, Just for Laughs, Aspen, those festivals. I mean, it was all about kind of like this uh, nebulous uh, minor league system. Right. You know, some of them were like, yeah, some of them, it was like... Some of it was double A, some of it was triple A, right. you know, and then it's like you, you get you start writing for a show. It was kind of like that. And now at some point, I would say mid 2010s, mm-hmm. I would say that um, all along up until about, let's say, 2013, 2014 ish, mm-hmm. uh, theaters start popping up everywhere, right. just like. Back in the late eighties, early nineties, when it was like the stand-up you, boom, yeah, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't turn on a cable station, with, and they had their own right stand-up hour, Caroline's, yeah, Broadway, yeah, and A uh, and E was that A and E, yeah, yeah. Um, MTV had their own, yeah. Um, oh fuck yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Hosted by Mario Joyner, that's right, right. right. every night. Yeah, Polly Shore, I think, also right. Have, he would uh, tap in. Yeah. I remember and then, that's uh, uh, Rosie O'Donnell on VH1, she, right? She exactly. had actually had like a half hour show. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, so then, uh, wearing that dominatrix outfit, but then, yeah, it was, so it was, it's, I know where we can get a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, just, and then <laughs> and the, the ad, I would say the advent of social media around like what? 2009 ish, 2010 mm-hmm. Twitter started to change the game again, uh, again, where, uh, who's that guy? Rob Delaney actually yes. got, got a, uh, set off, uh, on Kimmel. That I think he even ended up tweeting that it was like too early for him. Like he had a great Twitter following, but he still had some background. I feel right. Like he oh yeah, he was a musical theater jerk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He had uh, he he had because an actor. I I paused to confess to you guys like how much I poured mentally into my Twitter for years, Mm -hmm. like thinking that was going to be my avenue. Before I had I had done stand up a couple times. But I had not really done improv at all. Like, I I had this inkling. I was like, you can bypass it all mm-hmm. using the internet. And, mm-hmm. like, I just did my damnedest to do it via Twitter. And right. it just it didn't 
Yes. But I would yeah. say, like, somewhere along the line, and you started to see it with the classes, and then, like, I don't know, if even, and this could be me and my, my view getting older. What? Yeah. Is, is that, like, the festivals seem less important. Right. There seem, I guess there was, like, and I know you talked about this, too, is, like, there's so much. It just right. became oversaturated. Right. And it almost seemed like to devalue the product, you know. And then, like, I think everything that UCB went through, uh, as far as then all of a sudden it was about, we, we should be getting paid. Right. And, like, for me, and this is just maybe the romantic in me, like, you'd have told me, like, pre, you know, 20... I don't know when all that stuff started with UCB. 2012, pre every all those years up to about 2012, if you'd have said you're getting a nightly show at UCB Hell's Kitchen main stage every Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. and well Chelsea, not Hell's Kitchen, yeah, was it? Uh, well, wasn't it? Uh, Hell's was only the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the main stage. Get the fuck off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the main, and and that and you're gonna get that. I would have said I I fucking do it for free. Right? Like, How much do, do I have to pay have, you? Are you right. fucking kidding me? These right. people are building careers. Right. 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 Like, yeah. And it just seemed like it, all of a sudden it became about something else. Where I guess I don't know if his ego is getting involved. It's just like the sign of the times. Like different. Yeah. For for the priorities. people like. Just, I'll, I'll give like a really quick breakdown because not everyone's a fucking you know, like mm. just jerking it to improv mm. like us. But Upright Citizens Brigade, New York institution since about like 2000 ish, launched countless late, late, late 90s. Late yeah. 90s. Yeah. Launched a lot of comedy careers. Right. And they've never paid performers. Right. But for the better part of the 2000s and into, I guess, very early 2010s, mm-hmm. like if you had a weekly show, which they, um, they scheduled most of their acts to have a once a week show, right? Which is mm-hmm. a, a demanding schedule mm-hmm. when you're not getting paid, I guess. But the thought was like, kids, stick with us. Like, fucking someone will find you and right. like you will be on the daily show or this will happen to you or that will happen to you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess what Michael, just before we get back to you, like mm-hmm. what you're saying is like, they're, you know, all of us would have given our left nut. For that level of exposure at some point in our lives. Well, then I think it started with social media and creeping into a, a, a really sort of a power struggle for stage time. Other than then the politics started to get involved and it started to becoming less about, you know, again, I'm getting into a tricky area here. I, I think, you know, as far as like uh, diverse voices, definitely. Was improv always too white? Yes. But at the same time, like, it almost seemed like the, the inmates started to run the asylum. You started to have... Um, Didn't the owner of the Titans get fired for saying <laughs> Did they? I don't know. Uh, yes. uh, but on. then also you had uh, artistic directors leave. You had theaters... Sh- what? Uh, you had uh, theaters start to shut down or to uh, close their doors. And then you had COVID come. And then it's like... It seemed like COVID was just the nail in the coffin, and it's like, but now, like, there's so many different ways to get noticed. Right. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, fucking, especially YouTube. Well, yeah, like, so now it's just like, 
it seemed like COVID was finally the nail in the coffin for something that now resembles less of a track to showbiz or like a career in comedy and more of a, some people mostly, I don't know, it could just be where I'm at too. Uh, like locale like right. some a lot of people it's just what i do i do this as my sort of social thing mm-hmm. and i don't have any intention for doing it beyond after i meet and marry another improviser and well for and, and never do sake, it again man, i mean have you talked to anyone like in their 20s or under they're not thinking like i have to take you know, improv classes and get on a house thank, team thank to get God noticed. they don't. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make a fucking, like, TikTok while I'm taking a dump. Yeah, right. And I, I could be looking at this from an old man's perspective of, right. like, that's the way it used to be, and, of course, things change. But it's just like, um, I don't know. There's some it, – now it, it just – there. I guess what I like is there used to be something, like, maybe I felt closer – to the dream that I was never going to achieve anyway. <laughs> uh, now, it, now it feels like so, um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as special. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you know who also felt that way? Jack Ruby. Right. <laughs> That's Thank you for making that connection. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, he, he, uh, when his improv group broke up. Yeah, that's what prompted <laughs> him to go right. kill Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't know. I, I, I find <laughs> Jack, my... are you coming to improv practice? <laughs> no. I'm going to go kill Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> I'm Wink finding emoji. myself as I, I talk more and more, I'm like thinking, well, things just change. Right. But it just seems like a, like um, like COVID was like the, just the nail in the coffin for what I used to know. Right. Not to say that it's better or it's like it it needs to go back to that way. No, right. not at all. It just seems like, oh, that is, it's never going to be that way again. No, at it's all. Not. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Which is fine. I mean, I, right. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of like, huh, that's, that's, that's gone. But, but I mean, in the same way that, that COVID has basically like COVID has basically put paid to the lie that you have to live in proximity to the place you want to work, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because I mean that that was the belief. That, you know, l- you know, employers would say, "Look, I have this huge compound over here. I've rented three floors of office space. God damn it, I want people in there, right? I want you showing up at eight thirty every morning, and I want you to to monitor you, and, and you know." And COVID's like, <laughs> and COVID basically has forced employers to say. No, you don't have to live. You can work forever the right. fuck you want, right? right? Right. And that was always the excuse for people not wanting to apply for certain positions around the country because that would involve uprooting their family, uprooting right. their home. Well, I think that the same thing has sort of happened to comedy that 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 those epicenters uh, as they were diminishing prior to COVID, but basically you don't have to live in New York City right. to and I, is that a good thing? Uh, yes, I think. Mm-hmm. I think because it provides for fewer gatekeepers to. I do too. And, but, but I, I, I feel like my yeah. my as I as I was talking, I was like, this is kind of like a purely romantic kind sure. of like look back. Right, right, right. Yeah. But at, at the same time, I also agree with you that there has to be. I don't think there's any excuse for being in the same room with fellow collaborators. Right. Right. Meaning that like. You know, if if we're on a you know a, t- a, a, a comedy team, whether that's a writing team or whether that's we do stand up together, like a Cheech and Chong thing. By the way, whatever happened to those guys, right? Uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, whatever happened to comedy teams? 
uh, uh, or you know an improv team. There's no you know I, I've seen improv online. I've done improv online. It's fun, and I hope it's fun for the audience. But it's not. It's not uh, the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Oh, it's, so so so. Oh no, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. fucking so, macabre yeah. simulacrum. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. even gonna pretend that I like it. Right. Yeah. Right. No. Um, you and I, you and I did a show. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, I, it it was, was fun. fun, but I mean, but it, it was I, like I, I can't. I put myself on the shoes of the audience. I'm going like. Yeah. Why should I watch this when I could watch, you know, not, yeah, uh, I exactly. think you should leave on Netflix. Well, there is something to a live audience. I mean, there Absolutely. Is, it's right. the energy of the room. It's the energy right. of the. Yeah, I, the, I agree. And I, think, with them I think that that's, <laughs> that, that's going to be the saving grace of comedy going forward, that that there is no substitute for being viscerally in the room when, when it happens, in the room when. You know, you're seeing magic made on stage, and whether that's scripted magic, or whether that's improvised magic, or whether that's you know uh, a comedian having a like a hot night, you know, right. uh, you know, it's, I, I I agree. So I think there is something to a hub like L.A. or New York where or I porn, think <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> 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 um, I think I I know I told John this, which is like, it, I realized probably after visiting a few people that had made the move, where it's like. Oh, you know, this is why you move because you are surrounded by people that are into it as you are right. trying to make it happen. Right. Where if you're in D.C. or somewhere else, people have day jobs. Right. And right it's right. like, yeah, I would you, love to, to to shoot that with you, and maybe it'll it'll happen when you're in L.A. or New York. People are like, no, I I need to make it happen too. Like, let's right. fucking well, shoot. This. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, 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 to, and that's that, that's I think that's important. And like I, I remember talking to 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 Tim Martin. My you know you, you guys know Tim who Tim mm-hmm. Martin is. Good, good yeah, friend of mine. Uh, Fucking, we have seen him all NFL season in like oh and, the, and those ads. Yeah, 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 like. But but Tim would talk about how I mean the only you know one of the reasons he stayed in New York and didn't enjoy he went out to L.A. for uh you know for a, a period of time. I want to say about like six or seven years ago. But one of the reasons he stayed in New York was because all he wanted to do was just do improv. Yeah. And like, he, yeah. and, and you know, he would, he, he, he wasn't as ambitious about his career in the way that you need to be ambitious about like to find those gigs that pay the bills, whether that's voiceover work mm. or, or commercials, you know, two of the great, two of the commercials that I've seen recently. He's, he's doing, he's doing well in the, the Tostitos commercial with, uh, um, uh, Kate McKinnon and, uh, uh, Dan, Dan Levy. Um, but I mean, one of the reasons he stayed in New York is because, you know, you you could go to UCB and just just he loved doing it. He loved doing it. He mm-hmm. loved doing it with, you know, the people that the community built there and the friends that he'd made there. He mm-hmm. just loved it. And I think there's there's no substitute for that either. Yeah, now, no. For, I, for for you know, and again, this is a guy who, had he been more ambitious and career minded at that time, he probably could have done something really well earlier than he has, right? Mm-hmm. But he just, he loved it. And I think that there's something to be said for that, too. So, mm-hmm. so no. So, and so, like, making it in career seems very, you know, capitalist and, you know, Western. And I think sometimes, you, you know... Oh, that's you, the you, struggle that I've found. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. told you that, like, I really enjoyed the work that we were doing and I love DC. Right. And then I was always tugged at like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to do something else. Mm-hmm. And it, I was either too naive, too immature, or probably a little bit of both to realize that like, Oh, if I would have just fucking enjoyed right, right, right. <laughs> the moment now. Right. 
and just like you said, is like this, this is, idea yeah. of like, well, what is making it? Yeah, right it, it's you know, if some guy, let's say they they do minor league ball for a long time, and like the dude who did Bull Durham, for example, you know right. what I mean? Like he, uh, Ron, what's his name? The, the, the Are you talking about the character Kevin Costner? No, just well the yeah the <laughs> the, the, the screenwriter Ron yeah exactly Ron, Ron, Ron what's his Ron name? Shelton yeah Ron okay. Shelton yeah thank you like by one metric yeah fucking he never made it to the World Series so he didn't quote unquote make it but you know what I mean like he had this wait who are you talking about I'm talking about the, the guy that wrote Bull Durham correct was right. a minor Ron league Shelton. yeah Ron yeah. Shelton so I'm saying Ron Shelton could have. Thought about his baseball experience oh, as gotcha. I never made it I, into I was MLB. Of him as a filmmaker, no, and no. I was like thinking well, he still made Bull Durham, Bull Durham minor league, <laughs> yeah. no minor league. Michael so Johnson. it was yeah. about the minor league, so it is it's minor league, league. Yeah. by definition. <laughs> Thank you. But you know, not to kind of do that whole meme thing, like the real treasures, the friends we made along the way. Right. But yeah, it you have to define your success, right? And not let it be externally foisted upon you. And yeah, and I think that this goes to what you're saying, which is, I think one of the ways, one of the one of the blessings of 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 the diminishment of at least places like New York and maybe to some extent Chicago, um, is that they don't end up being places like L.A. where people who are going, people who have people who just want to go and fucking make it, whatever that right. looks like, and all that right. looks like is. Big, huge checks, your own trailer, you know, assistance that you can, you know, whatever that looks like. To some, it looks like so many different things to so many people, and I don't want to cast aspersions on people who are, who are, who are, who are, uh, um, you know, motivated or people who are, who are to, to, to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some people who are doing it, and their hearts are in the right place. But sometimes there's way too many of those people, and the people who are there because they love it, they sort of get crowded out. So I think that that. That you know, God love that that improv troupe in Abilene, Texas, right? Who's doing it just because they fucking love it, right? right. And I think that that I think the love, I think the God, I sound like a fucking weirdo. I think the love shows up, and I think mm-hmm. the love gets attention. The passion gets attention. Mm-hmm. So I no, I I I I agree. And what you said about Tim resonates. Where I, you know, my ex used to ask me like, "What do you want to do?" And and it was. Improv. She just wanted to hear earn a paycheck. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, then that, that other part came too. And right. I was like, gosh, if I could have what uh, Tom Tom Lennon and Ben Grant have, right. the guys from Reno 911 right, 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 State right. who made all sorts of millions of dollars writing movies. Right. And then they just do their own projects. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I thought like. What is the name of their book? Uh, the- you can make it something about. Uh, making a billion dollars. Our our movies gross like a billion dollars or whatever, and you can too or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, and I read it, and it was like, gosh, yeah, I I would like to do that, <laughs> you know, or just find the money where I could just do what I really want to do, which right. is improv. Right, and I mean, I think sometimes, and that's a very healthy way that people who have really made it look right. at, like you know, Clooney or Pitt or. Julia Roberts, they go take a you know a million dollar paycheck to star in something that might be, you know, might be might make a lot of money, but it's like it's not great art. But they but they they invest and produce and locate passion pr- projects that they're passionate about and occasionally star in it as well. That's so, what uh, towards the end of Farley's life in that documentary they were talking about, which was 
he was so i mean he watching that yesterday the guy was just a fireball right of like just uh, of an appetite for everything right right and uh you know, like he didn't want to do just shitty movies. Fatty fall down, he yeah. called it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'd watch it. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Fatty yeah. fall. Down. Yeah, well, he was gonna. He, they wanted him. <laughs> it's to me, do, Farley, and Fatty fall down. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted him to do the serious, like, uh, motion picture about Fatty Ar- Arbuckle. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And, and they, uh, he was supposed to be Shrek. Yeah. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. Uh, what did it? Did it have the Coke bottle scene or? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wasn't that Fatty Arbuckles? Oh, he's oh yeah, 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 up, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he he violated that actress. Oh, really? I, a, I, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I didn't hear about that. Um, David Spade was going to play the bottle, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> I know where we can get a coke bottle, <laughs> Richard. Um, but yeah, he uh, he didn't want to. He was getting really worn down by the worrying about the next project mm-hmm. you know rather than just being happy right or or he, uh, he also i guess felt like he couldn't say no mm-hmm. for a while until it was like too late where like right, people right. were like no you can say no right and i think that's right around wagons was it wagons west wagons east probably wagons east. oh yeah, yeah. uh or no uh, was it or almost heroes with matthew perry I remember Almost Heroes. There's Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, those were kind of the, the lesser. Yeah, right before and and they were like, no, you. He was just. They said he was just miserable. Right. He was just so unhappy, and they're like, you can say no. You know, you don't have to like just keep. Well, he was. Us. Yeah, I guess saying it for the wrong reasons to keep some momentum going. I know they said yeah. that about John Candy. And also John because Candy. I mean, there was something. I mean, let's face it. He was an addict, and there's a big right. hole where his soul. Should have been that needed that reassurance and needed that that. that I mean, the, the stories about him eating was like some uh, Andre the Giant shit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. like uh, his brothers were talking about. I can't remember if it was. Uh, I want to say it was like him eating like six steaks at a time yeah. or something like that, and he would. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if it was steaks. I knew it was. It was something where it was like. Good God. And he, he would put a, he called uh, the little pads of butter. He's like, look, my steak has a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he just seemed, he just had an, like you said, like an unfillable hole. Right. <laughs> I got nothing. Don't we, look at me. For, for those of you listening, we uh, both just looked at John uh, Papa Giorgio, yeah, waiting, waiting for the joke that, that <laughs> has next, yet to appear, and yet might make an appearance. I'm not mentioning my <laughs> ex's name. <laughs> the unfillable hole. Uh, you're insatiable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm, I was going back to Candy for a second. I mentioned that because he did something kind of similar where they bemoan his career because he wouldn't say no to friends yeah supposedly like people would come along with these dog shit projects right and you know like the people trying to keep his career on the rails would be like john like how about you do this nice film right and he was such a kind soul an absolute sweetheart of a guy apparently yeah like literally i've never heard a bad Right, about right. and fuck i watched camp candy for several <laughs> seasons as a child i'll even right. i'll even vouch for that piece of shit right uh, speaking of jfk i loved you, his, his oh he, he was in jfk, JFK. he yeah. was at a hey daddy oh hey daddy oh yeah. that's right he was that southern lawyer yep. i forgot that that's, yeah so like right. one of his kind of serious d 
decent roles that right. he yeah i yeah. mean the, he's another one of those big what ifs and it's funny because he had such a longer career than farley's right. at least on i guess what at least a decade longer something like that right, right, right. 50 years oh you there. know it was wagon zeus i think it was that was that was candy yeah yeah. yeah 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 and but you have to really go through and be like yeah most of this sucked you know you had these couple you know because like we all love farley but let's be real it's pretty much just based on some SNL work and like the the what if. Right. Like we all love him so much that you look at goddamn Tommy Boy and Black Sheep like fucking Godfather 1 it's and 2. Like right. Sean Taylor for the Exactly. Movie. Yeah. And you're like, "Well, tell me about him." You're like, "Well, there was that Pro Bowl hit." <laughs> like right. that's that's it. Like Yeah. Yeah. But he he did have I mean, the guy jumped from like Improv Olympic to Second City. Like, instantly. Yeah. And, and they, uh, the, they and, were and even like, He was on the main stage yeah. almost immediately, yeah. which is, like, unheard of without... And they were talking to Joel Murray, who, like, and a couple other people, and they're like, a lot of people... Like, for that to happen, talking about, like, the old model... Right, right. ...of, like, you know, earn it. Right. You know, can you imagine the resentment? Like, if I oh had, my God. like, one yeah. of those people that right. had been, like, you know, just slaving away, and then this, you know, this ball of just you mm-hmm. know uh, energy and right, hilarity right. and i'm sure it would it like he was not popular absolutely for yeah. a while right and then it was like you just couldn't help it right. everyone right. also said like everyone says even like uh the people that were on snl and around them like they all say like almost verbatim like no he was the funniest one yeah th- yeah and it was yeah. always Right. Who's second? He was yeah. literally the yeah. funniest one in the room. <laughs> he was like Larry Bird in the three-point shot. Right. Which, which one of you fuckers is coming in second? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm the funniest fucker in the room. Which ever, one of you I, second? You ever, I go down those Larry Bird like YouTube yeah. uh, story holes. Dan yeah. A ravenous Pat- hole? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> yeah. the unfillable one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Patrick loves Larry Bird stories. He loves Larry Bird. What, yeah, any yeah. NBA yeah. player he yeah. has on, he's like, Tell so me tell me a Larry Bird story. <laughs> Larry yeah, right, right, story. Right. And he always makes Xavier McDaniel tell that one right. story over and over again. With the uh, right. X, I'm going to shoot it in right. your face. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it on the wing. I'm going to step behind the line. I'm going to shoot it in your face. I'm going to end the game. Right, dude? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He always, like, <laughs> pimps them with, like, who's the who talked the most trash? And yeah, just was, knowing they were yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If they were from, like, the 80s or 90s, yeah. it was always Bird, right? Oh, yeah. fuck. I love Larry Bird stories too. I'm not even the biggest NBA dude. He was yeah. a little bit before yeah. my era, but fuck the things yeah. I've heard about that guy. He's a maniac. But well, I mean, th- this is why like people were surprised that Jordan and Bird got along because they both wanted to fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. Jo- you know, Jordan. Jordan, how do we get to? How do we? Well, let's, fuck it. Let's. We're going to. I mean, Jordan, as we know, is the most pathologically competitive human being to ever live. Let's just say mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. He's like, he wanted to beat you at everything. Not not just like yeah. basketball. He wanted to beat you at pitching quarters. He wanted to beat you at ping pong. What was it? Uh, that he one... would insist on urinating longer than you. <laughs> yeah, out of that's urinal. right. right. My, my... Give me something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> my stream's going to go. <laughs> MJ's stream's going to go. All right. Uh, um, but Bird was the same way. Like Bird not only wanted to beat you, he wanted to fucking. He, he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He wanted to have the ball three seconds left. Uh, look at you, rip your heart out, take a bite of it, and then shoot the three in your face with your still beating right. heart in his hand. He just wanted to kill you, and he did that twice. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the uh, Dominique Wilkins, the first time he yeah. ever met him, yeah. uh, 
Holmes. Yeah, yeah, he called him Holmes. He's Dude, like, uh, you, 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 you don't belong in this league, Holmes. <laughs> he's like, like he Tom, and he's like, Holmes. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Wilkins went up to shake his hand, and Bird, Bird wouldn't do it. His yeah. hand. And then, like, I guess it like, dropped, you know, like a three on him or something. Right, right. And Dominique kind of came back and tried to give it back to him. And right. He... I think he gave him some kind of words of like, right? Yeah, are you are, you're, you're, all right. you're all right, Neek. You're gonna make it. You're gonna yeah. make it. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, shit. Do we want to call it an eve? Do we want to keep going? This is let's, let's do like a record set, like six hours, like Chappelle at the Improv. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm gonna break out my copy of Iceberg Slim and start reading that, <laughs> like <laughs> just like, like 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 Chappelle did. That, I told you that one time I saw him at the. One time he, I saw him at the improv, like he was supposed to do a set at, uh, what's the theater, big, huge theater? What, uh, Warner? Warner. Uh, but yeah. he was like do, in town to do the Warner, and he got like a special guest set. And uh, like only DC improv insiders got access to the show. And he, I don't think he ever told a joke. He just talked about, like people were expecting him to tell a joke. But he, mm-hmm. All he did was like talk about Iceberg Slim and like who's a, who's a, a like a, a novelist, like a, a African American author from like one of those pulp authors from like the fifties and sixties, mm. and his and his stories were all about the streets and things like that. But he's just it's all, like for like almost an hour and a half. That's all he talked about was like, you, like 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 that stuff. Do you have any? It was like uh, like, like two thousand five, two thousand six. Uh, yeah. Do you have any stories uh, from the improv as far as like just being around there and just happening no, to no, run I, into I, someone? I don't really have that many stories. Um, primarily because I was always teaching in the other room. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I would like come out on breaks and go see some of the some of the. You didn't like run into Donnell Rawlings in the bathroom, or I didn't. No, I I, I saw who's. Whose penis was that? Whose penis was that? It was Dave Attell's penis. That's what it was. <laughs> it was my penis and Dave Attell's. Ah, nah, nah. Boogly, boogly, boogly. <laughs> he would always say that. Remember on stage? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him twice. I think I saw once with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, him and Brian Regan had made me the laugh. Oh, the fuck hardest. yeah. yeah. Well, mm. One time I saw, I saw Attell, and for some reason, like, apparently he had lit on the, on the, on the, in, 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 I don't know if it's still there, but in the DC Improv hallway, there was that big, like, framed page of the the piece that the Post did on me, what two thousand five, two thousand six. I can't remember what, but apparently he saw that and like, it it, it registered. It, it registered, and I remember like uh, like the manager of the DC Improv introducing me to him, like, oh, this is Sean E. DC Improv. And he goes, hey, right, and then for some reason, like like, and I was good, I was like second row to see him that night. Yeah. And for some reason, he kept like doing, oh no, improv. Like he got like trashed, like in in like in between, like he did. Like, he didn't do it like throughout, but like two or three times, he mentioned, oh, what is this, an improv show? Like I like I I'd gotten up in his head for some reason. Oh, I don't, right. I don't <laughs> know why. It's like Dave, I, I'm a, a big fan. I don't know why you're you you shitting on it. shit on me. Yeah, it's easy to shit either on. That yeah, or it's the easy. Time it's you... on improv or me. I don't know yeah. which one. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think who else. When you slept with Agatha Attell. <laughs> He was very pissed off about <laughs> that. Uh, um, who was the comedian, the 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 heavy comedian, who was like on the last episode of Seinfeld? Big huge oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did the buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a sweetheart of a guy, yeah. and I, I, whenever he would come into town, 
he 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 was he he would come in and pop in and say he was a nice guy. He was a really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? I should remember his name. He's so nice. Um, the 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 guy who the the weirdest guy. I'm gonna name names here. The weirdest yeah, guy. The the guy who did the voice of Roger Rabbit. What was that guy's oh, name? Yeah. yeah. Rod, um, uh, Charles. Charles something. Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson. <laughs> Charles Nelson <laughs> Riley. It was me, Sean. I, uh, Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> you could almost be Roger Rabbit. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, but Charles uh, Schleiser? Schle- Something like that, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that someone's probably Googling it right now. But mm. so Should be us. What, so <laughs> right. I, my phone's charging. No, but I mean, like, uh, even someone listening to it, just trying to finish. Uh, but uh, yeah, he... One time, this is, this is back when, when all the classes were in the main room of the DC Improv. And I think that... that Hold on, we have to spell this out. Right. This isn't me setting up some joke for right. giant bottomless pussy or whatever <laughs> you guys are expecting. Uh, Sean, for you started teaching when at the DC Improv? 2000, May of 2003. And you put together their improv curriculum. I did. And, and, by, you, and by put together, you I mean you invented out class, improv. Class descriptions, yeah, uh, uh, as needed. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you were the teacher for a very long time and... When by the time I got to the DC Improv, they had like a second room, which they yeah. call the lounge now, and yeah, that's where yeah, they do yeah. all the teaching. Right. But you were teaching people I, in the same room that has the main y- stage. Yeah, which that means stuff. that yeah. you couldn't. I couldn't teach on weeknights. I, I couldn't teach on most weeknights because they had shows on the main stage. Right. So, <clears throat> pardon me. I was limited to teaching on Saturdays and Sundays, and sometimes, like the class load was such that I would have to teach four classes a weekend which means i would teach like two hours on on saturday morning like 11 to 1 take a break and then teach from like three to five is that, is that, is that something right or t- 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 two to four you I mean, time. And, yeah and, the fuck time and, and then and then i would have to get up on sunday and do the same exact thing I don't so know for, for a long time there i'm saying like four or five years yeah. six years maybe i was working every single day of the week because i had a day job a demanding relatively demanding day job uh, and then I would get up. It's Chris and, Farley's and also, personal like I was partying a lot too. So nice. I was, it was a uh, it was pretty exhausting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah. So up until the, that that the the lounge used to be they called it the 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 pole room. Let's let's both look at we're both, looking, <laughs> we're both looking at Papa Giorgio for. I'm just looking at Sean's crotch. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. But but uh, um, they called it the pole room because it was like they had these like weird. Pipes, mm-hmm. uh, like, and, and they weren't attached to anything. <laughs> I thought like and a Polak yeah, construction yeah, worker died. Yeah. <laughs> yes, still haunts it to this it day. Vladivostokovsky, <laughs> it's my room. Get out, <laughs> get out of here. It's my room. Um, uh, but yeah, and then this for some reason, and it, it, it's literally under Connecticut Avenue, like it's under that sidewalk. So yeah. I'm not sure. I don't really know how they got access to that, like legally, like like if they if. The, the building owns that property underneath the sidewalk. I don't know. No, it's, it's like something that the fucking Ninja Turtles would live in. Right, you know, right, like right, right. Underneath New but, York But I, mean, I guess my point is I don't know how they got the, the ability or legal authority to go in there and, tra- you know, and revamp it and turn it into yeah. the lounge. Um, but, yeah, so basically I, 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 I taught in the main room until they opened that. I want to say it was like 2007, 2008. Mm. I, it's, all, it's all a blur to me. Anyway, so I was, I was, and, oh, and I could teach on Monday nights because, for the most part, the, the the improv was dark on on, on Monday nights. So sometimes I was teaching 
Saturday, Sunday, day job on Monday, teaching that night. It was it was pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, anyway, it was like a sun Saturday. It was a Saturday afternoon, and also in order to teach, I had to like move the tables and the chairs. I had to, that was my job. I had to like go in. I had to give myself enough time to prep the room mm. to turn it into this improv class. So I'm, I'm, I'm you were jacked at the time. I was. I've fu- seen pictures. I, I was fucking buff as shit. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh um. So anyway, so I'm turning the broom back over to, into a stand-up comedy theater. Charles, what's his Fleischer. name? Charles Fleischer. And John Panay. Yeah, yeah, and John Panay. John P., yeah. Oh, God, yeah. God bless you, John Panay, wherever you are. God love you, the late, great John Panay. Good old John Panay. Uh, uh, sweetheart, just a nice guy. No, he was... <laughs> you fucking edit that out. You Greek <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but but uh, Charles Fleischer comes in, and he's like... All he does is like mumble to himself in character, hmm. like hey, would, would, like like he doesn't engage with you. He's like a hypertrophied version of me, in that he just does multiple voices to try to to talk with you. Like he doesn't he doesn't say, "Hey, I'm Charles Fletcher. How, how you doing?" Like it was an, he was a nice enough guy, relatively speaking. But like you know, most times you say, "Hey, uh, I'm you know I'm 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 performing at the club tonight. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for putting the room to back together. Right? Mm. He was just he would just talk to you and like he was always on, like wow. like he was just always had these weird. Did he call so, you Holmes? Yeah, he did, <laughs> and, it, and it fucking bugged me. Right <laughs> on my own court, calling me Holmes. Right, but yeah, so it was. I found that kind of strange. Wow, like fifteen to twenty minutes of like nothing but. Vo- weird voices like not, yeah it, it, n- and not not this was after roger rabbit so it wasn't the roger rabbit voice but they were like other oh, these other mumbly voices he would do like whenever he talked to you like but he was always but he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna be needing this room here in a little bit I mean, you know like <laughs> it was it was just a, the strangest interaction i've ever had with a comedian wow yeah like you know like most comedians like when they're off they're like hey you know they're they're cool right yeah um, Adam, oh shit, what's his name? God damn, he was a sweetheart of a guy too. Um, I opened for him. Ferrara? The, Adam Ferrara. Yeah. Nice as hell. And, you know, off stage, hey, what's going on? He'd engage with you. Just, o- you opened for him? I opened for Adam Ferrara. Oh, I was doing I, I, I hosted, for, I hosted the, okay, the, the nice. week he was there. Yeah, back, back when I was doing stand up, back a long time ago. That was a nice little box to check. It, yeah, that was a DC yeah, improv. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so. Was that nerve wracking? I didn't mind. I was either too. It was my room. I mean, right, I, I right. lived there, so I, so I didn't feel as intimidated by it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, you know, it wasn't nerve wracking, probably because I was too ignorant of what that actually meant uh, at the time. So mm. hmm. ignorant of what exactly? Like the, the of, pressures of hosting? Of you, of you know, like well, I just I remember a, like a, a, a hosting gig at, at the DC yeah. Improv is it's a nice little feather to have. I'll, I'll tell you another yeah, an, another cool, an, yeah. so. Back before he made it, who he was, Rory Scovel and I mm. placed placed second and third in the monthly um, uh, uh, monthly right. was, it? was it like the open mic showcase? Yeah, or? it was like the open mic showcase where yeah. the audience votes, Wait, right? Right. And Rory and I placed second and third behind this guy who played uh, who did who basically did song parodies, and like we were both like, what the wow. fuck. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. You, did you ever? Have, I thought you were gonna say. I remember seeing one of those once, and the guy uh, Brandon. He was like a 
twisted version of like Stephen Wright and Andy Kaufman. Right. He was like really kind of thin. He ended up moving out to the West I remember, Coast. I know who you're talking about. Brandon. Yeah. Uh, he, used to, he used to work at the DC Improv. He used to be a server there. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he came. I think he did his set in a diaper. Yeah. And uh, he was like one of these comics where like ever all the comics loved him. Mm-hmm. And then, and if you saw him, did he like, sell coke or something? No, <laughs> well, he was. Well, just, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> no, his stuff was so sort of off the wall, and, and and a lot of it was like fearless, and it was just like as a comic, you'd watch him and you're like, man, I, I, either a that was funny, or b might not have hit, but gosh, I love your balls. Right, right. You know, it takes guts to do that. Right. Uh, his one joke that he did that I just have always loved is that he's like. Um, what did he say? Uh, he, oh, he 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 had like a break, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then he'd go, "That was a conversation I heard someone having on a cell phone." <laughs> verbatim <laughs> <laughs> and like that was his kind of like shtick right and i remember the one night that he did the that contest at the dc improv <laughs> i actually got there a little bit late i think i went with rory um yeah because i think john muma won it that night and justin schlegel placed second and it was like uh it was uh, it was tense afterwards because yeah. they were all friends. Right, right, right. Um, and Schlegel's awesome. Both him and Muma are mm-hmm. just incredible. Um, but Brandon, what is his fucking last name? I can't remember. He was doing his set in a diaper. He had on like a large adult diaper. Are we talking about the guy who hosted our improv show? That Brandon? No, not yeah. uh, what's his bucket? Yeah, yeah. Who's uh, on? Who's on? Been on a couple of shows. Yeah, is that uh, a Dutch name? What's his bucket? <laughs> Brandon? I can't remember his last. I name. I can't remember either. Yeah, but he was he was he was he was bombing right hard. Right, and he was in a fucking <laughs> diaper. <laughs> and at there's one, only one way out. Well, Take off the diaper. Right. <laughs> well, at one point, this girl down front uh, was like, "You're not funny." Oh, fuck off! You know, and. Um, the was hard, that his retort? <laughs> the hard part was it was like killed. <laughs> watching it from the back of the room, you know, which is kind of like kind of the comic he kind of was. Right. Which is like for the for the guys in the back. Right. But like it, uh, I always loved what he did, but uh, he did not recover. I don't think he'd I, I don't think I'd ever seen him be heckled before. But uh I, I don't know. I loved his stuff. I can't remember. His he, I think name. I know who you're talking about. He used to he used to work at yeah, the, the the improv. The tall, skinny guy. Yep. Uh, yeah. Sandy blo- Sandy brown hair. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. He used to work he at the so, improv. I, yeah. He was one of my favorites that was okay. in the area, and then he just kind of left. Yeah. I mean, do you have you ever tried to find him on Twitter or Facebook or any shit? I, don't, I, he have I presence know. Anywhere? I think he moved to Seattle or Portland. Brandon Bergen knows. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Michael's getting getting some uh, text messages. We're going to find out oh, what boy. they are. What's going on? Michael, how many roses does she want? <laughs> 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 uh, 
don't remember. That's fine. It's fine. Did a, you, you tried, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just I keep thinking about like uh my little dissertation on the old comedy model. I I think what it is is like it's it's me personally like mm-hmm. uh covid being like uh just that's the nail in the coffin of my my experience. Right. Which is weird because like what covid did was like it actually closed down these theaters you know what i mean right, of right. like these were like uh these were like the hallmarks of like of what i thought where of like that's where you go that's right. where you go see a show that's where you still would hope to do a show one day and it's like you know i know there's been some changeover in, in chicago but like and it's and it's it's just as a result of like you know we're in a pandemic and, and like that's what happens business is closed but it just seems like this like slow sort of you know change and then it was like oh covid comes along and just kind of rips it out and it's like holy shit like right what the landscape that i that i am familiar with is just gone, gone and different right. right i mean i i know exactly what you're talking about for years now i always held aloft new york and like some sort of eventual move there right and that mm. would show that i was being serious about comedy because i was trying to climb the ranks of the upright citizens brigade right and i mean i spent a couple of years going up there doing their classes some summers i would uh really any vacation i did was just a weekend in new york watching a bunch of shows there mm-hmm. and yeah I've, I've had to redefine a lot of what going forward is going to look for me because right. that not an option yeah. anymore, sir. Yeah, I, I think uh, another thing I think we need to keep in mind is that, like, I mean, th- not only are are the pathways to let's call it what c- career level funny, mm-hmm. I, I don't know which way, you, whatever that nebulous thing looks like. They're not only are they multifarious, but they're also, I mean, the competition is pretty fucking steep. When you have you know a, you know literally thousands of people on Twitter who are really good at being funny on Twitter mm-hmm. and, you know, have their stuff gets shared and, and, and memed and across multiple platforms. I mean, that's another thing too, that, I mean, it's, it's hard. It, it's hard to, plus since there are so many people being funny, whatever that looks like to you on Twitter or on social media, whether it's in video and TikTok or, 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 or on Twitter, you know what's funny changes not from you know you know year to year but day to day right i mean you sort of have to you know being funny involves being in con- multiple multiple conversations understanding reading context really quickly and entering those contexts and coming oh, up with yeah. it so there's that 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 thing as well um and also you know this is something we were we were talking about i think that that <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, one of the reasons I'm I went into improv comedy and momentarily into stand-up comedy is because I wasn't the most popular kid in high school, right? And I wasn't the best-looking kid in high school. So I had to find some sort of defense mechanism, way of thinking or way of operating or I was forced or compelled to it, right? Right? Um um, I don't have movie star good looks, right? I, I, regardless of what I, you might you might be yeah. sitting in front of me right Shut now. Shut the fuck up, uh, right? Don't, don't turn this pod into right, a house right, of lies, right? Right. <laughs> um, um, 
But I did, but but so that was my way in. But I think in way a way into what, Sean? W- w- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look What are we tiptoeing around there? You know, that was my way into, you know, that was my way into the world, right? Of being of being, you know, trying to, or at least trying to be measurably funny, funnier than uh, most of the people around me, right? Um, these days I think you have to be funny, multi multifaceted and good looking. I think that in many ways, except if you're in Britain. It, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, let's let's. let's I, God, come they on. don't care. I love we're, it. We're, I, I love we're, it. We're too. talking Southern California levels of right. beauty here, not 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 Nottinghamshire, Britain, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that 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 for any even for even to get representation, like for instance, if if you're if you're a, if if you're a funny stand-up comedian, um, I think that if you're if you don't possess the the aesthetic appeal. You're going to end up in a writer's room, and that's where you're going to spend your life in th- these days, right? Wait, what if the, you're just funny, though? I, I, I mean, a lot what? of comedians these days, stand-up especially, they're, they're re- I hate them because they're re- some of them are really good-looking people. And not only are they really good-looking people, but they're fucking brilliantly funny and intelligent. It used to be like, you know, the, the world was divided into the beautiful and the intelligent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, they've, they've met. Yeah, well, they they've met fucked and, and had they've babies. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't find a there lot are of, some beautiful, fucking intelligent, funny-ass people out there. I don't find there. a lot of people funny. I think that's just that's that's your snobbery. I know it is. I'm going to hold to it. Uh, no, um, what me, I'm, me what and I'm, and what that translates into is that agents agents won't funny. represent you if they don't think that you they can send you on multi send you for multiple roles, which might involve you getting the role because you look a certain way, or might involve you getting the role because you act and behave and think then, in a certain way. But then way. you're also talking about a, a career path of Somebody that is not just going to do stand up, right? Right, stand up or or even even improv. Right. I mean, I, to, I'm not going to name names, but I know a person who was rejected from Saturday Night Live because he didn't have a funny body. I told you that in confidence, <laughs> and it was John Papa Giorgio, and he sworn me to see. So, so I, I, I don't even, you know, that's mm. people are looking aesthetically at like what, how how recent was this? Uh, uh, Ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 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 I think that there's people are looking for a certain type as well, right? And 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 I think if you can combine those two things, well, you're, you're, I, 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 I'm right. What what has happened is. The comedy terrain is so sophisticated these days because of these multifarious platforms and because of, of of because there's so much there's so much inform you know people have so much information at their fingertips these days that you and I had to work you all of us when we were younger had to work harder to hard to obtain right. and not just knowledge about what it takes to be funny but knowledge about the fucking world like we we I didn't I grew up in Indiana which is you know two and a half hours south east of chicago and i had no fucking clue that that's where you went for for into my early 30s i had no fucking clue that that's where you went to end up on saturday night live saturday night live even though i'd started watching saturday night live at age 11 i was watching it the first season at age 11 and 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 you know Learning. It's <laughs> weird, though. You're 29 years old. It's strange, isn't it? <laughs> and this aesthetically appealing. Why am I not famous right now? 
<laughs> I, so are we going to start the new year by going to either South Korea or Brazil for I, plastic surgery? I, well, you, pick a place. Whichever one's cheaper. I well, think. Do you know of uh, a, a newer comic that is on your radar that you can just think of that you've seen recently? I, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask mm. because I barely know the newer. <clears throat> I can barely name the cast, the current cast of SNL. That's how out of it yeah. I am. So. And those are all quasi improv. Do you think uh, improv, Pete improv. Davidson's good looking? I don't have to. It's Ariana Grande. <laughs> it's uh, apparently the ladies like I him. Know. Yeah. So. Someone someone posted a picture of him next to Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, he's just a study, and you can look like a reanimated corpse if you're six foot six. Mm. Like, is he six six? He's something very very tall. Yeah, he's he's stern esque in his height. Ah, okay. But uh, yeah, he's cadaverous he's not pleasing <laughs> i will just say that objectively like who, who is it the one said that everyone looks good when they're under arrest and like oh. pete davidson kind of looks like he's always about under ready arrest. to be, 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 be arrested yeah be arrested huh. <laughs> that's the appeal yeah yeah mm. well then well, i think i think you. we've we've covered it i think we've we solved yeah. all we of comedy's problems as well as our own we can do another 90, okay you're right 90. like i'll get my copy of iceberg <laughs> pimp iceberg slim yeah all right well sean i'm glad we got to have this time with you buddy right back at you i'm making it sound like you're gonna crash into the 14th street bridge <laughs> on the way home you'll you'll be alive and well soon uh michael johnson glad to be here yeah. Um, social media handles for everyone. At Sean at Westfall. At, at Iceberg Slim. Slim yes. <laughs> at Richard M. Nixon. No, uh, uh, at, sh- at Sean Westfall. S-H-A-W-N-W-E-S-T-F-A-L-L. On both Twitter and Instagram. Catch me at, at M-I-K-A-E-L-L-J-O-H-N. Cool. Uh, on Instagram. I'm no longer on the Twitter. Oh, yeah. okay. You've you've retired again. Uh, yeah, I I deleted my yeah my Venom account. He'll be back. I I, I was banned Facebook. from Twitter recently. Really? Yeah. I I was not banned. I was uh, suspended suspended for momentarily what? for basically saying that I pray for the deaths of the entire GOP. Oh wow. Yeah. You're Which I a, do. You're on a list somewhere. Yeah, of course I am, and I don't mind. <laughs> I can actually picture that. Like, God bless mommy and daddy and God. Will you please kill the following? <laughs> All right. Till the next one. Mm. Well, uh, okay. <laughs>